This is a Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. This is episode 21. If you want to find out the show notes for this, when they're ready, they will be up at iag.me forward slash 21. So just before we get on with the show, today's show, by the way, we're going to be talking about resistance when creating content, particularly, and how you can break down those barriers using live video. But I also want to let you know about a giveaway that I'm going to be launching very, very soon just to promote this podcast. I'm not going to tell you anything apart from the URL that you will be going to if you want to find out more about this. You just need to go to iag.me forward slash giveaway and you'll find out what the prizes are. And my goodness, they are really exciting. So this is going to be coming out very, very soon. It might be out hopefully by this Friday. And if you're listening to the podcast, All you need to do is just go to that. So this podcast, as always, is sponsored by my good friends at Content 10X. Content 10X are content repurposing experts. They provide a full end-to-end content repurposing service. And this is particularly useful if you create live video because you can create live video very, very easily and simply. And this is what I do. I just go live. And from this one live video, I've got a podcast. I've got a blog post, I've got social media images, it's amazing. And so they will take that one piece of content and explode it across the internet to repurpose it into a plethora of different content, saving you time and allowing you to focus and build your business. They also have an awesome blog, just go to content10x.com and also a podcast as well. And I'm really excited because the next episode, so this is going to be episode 22, I'm going to have Amy Woods from Content TEDx to talk about how to repurpose your live videos. So really excited about that. So before I talk about today's topic, which is all about resistance, I want to share with you a couple of tools that have got some really cool features. This is StreamYard. StreamYard is another live video tool. I've talked about a lot of live video tools on the podcast. I've talked about Wirecast, BeLive, Ecamm Live, who is a sponsor of the, the show. But another one that I've mentioned a few times is StreamYard.com. And it's one of my, it's probably my favorite web app. This is a live video tool that allows you to broadcast through your browser. It's so easy to use. 
allows you to bring in guests through the browser, highlight comments on the screen as well. And it's got a really good, a feature-rich, free plan, which is great. Now, what StreamYard have just released in the last couple of days is a feature where you can multicast. This means that you can broadcast not just to one platform, but two or even three or four platforms at the same time, which is awesome. StreamYard is one of the only tools out there that integrates with LinkedIn Live. So you can stream to LinkedIn Live and Facebook at the same time, or YouTube, Periscope, and loads of other platforms as well, which is really, really cool. Now, I've not had the chance to play with it yet, but I've seen a demo video of this, and it looks really, really easy to use. It's just really a case of doing your normal live video, but choosing more than one destination uh, first. Now, it's not available on the free plan, which is fair enough, because this is pretty an, an advanced feature. So they do have a free, a free version, which allows you to have up to six people, six guests or five guests on yourself, screen sharing, banners, and, and all that kind of stuff. But the multicasting is available on the $20 per month plan. Or if you pay monthly, it's $25 per month. This allows you to stream to two destinations at the same time. So this could be Facebook and YouTube, which is cool. If you have the professional version, which is $49 per month, or if you pay yearly, it's the equivalent of $39 per month, then it allows you to multi-stream to up to five destinations at the same time, which is pretty awesome. So that is StreamYard.com. Definitely check out StreamYard. It's a really cool tool. The other tool I wanted to mention to you is one that I've been playing with over the last couple of days, trying to get working with live streaming. And this is a tool called crisp.ai. So this is crisp with a K, K-R-I-S-P dot A-I. And basically, this is a noise-canceling app. So what you can do is if you have a guest on your show and they've got particularly bad audio, they've got air conditioning in the background or a fan or something like that, there's loads of noise or even like a baby crying in the background or something, then what crisp.ai will do, it will take that audio in real time using artificial intelligence, apparently, and it will remove that background noise. Now, I can't demo it at the moment, but hopefully next time, I once I've had a little play with it, I'll be able to do that. But it's amazing. So that you could do this for your guest. That's called crisp.ai speaker, and that is completely free. And if you want to do real-time noise cancellation on your own voice, that's called crisp.ai microphone. There is, that's not free, but it's pretty, pretty good value. I think for that, it is $3.33 per month if you pay yearly, or $8 per month if you pay monthly. So that is a pretty good deal. So yeah, let me know what you think about that. That's uh, StreamYard with multicasting and crisp.ai with this whole noise cancelling thing, which is pretty awesome. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. It's time to talk about resistance. Resistance. And I have to say, this is something that I've been suffering from for my entire life. But I think I realized about a year ago that I'm not the only one. Pretty much all human beings on the planet suffer from resistance. And it's a huge problem. I posted this as a question on my Facebook profile, and I got loads of amazing responses from people. So what is resistance? What is it? What, what, how do you define resistance? I think we can talk about this in different, different ways. But I would define it as an invisible mental force that stops us from creating or doing great things. 
So it could be loads of different things. So some examples that I've struggled with are maybe creating blog posts or maybe creating a live video, actually going live, or I know writing a symphony or, or a song or something like that. But it could also be maybe launching something new in your business. It could be like a course or it could be uh, just expanding your business. And it's a bit scary, but uh, you're getting a bit of resistance back from yourself there. Or one of my one of the things that I've really struggled with is getting some exercise, going to the gym. Basically, anything that does you good, it could be going to the gym, getting some exercise or diet, you know, that kind of thing. Or it maybe could be it could be like an endeavor, something new that is it's an initiative where you're helping others. And so it's something that you have to give of yourself and you're getting some resistance back. Now, I wonder whether you have read this book where this whole thing comes from, the idea of resistance. It's called The War of Art. Not The Art of War, it's The War of Art. And it's by a guy named Stephen Pressfield. I highly recommend the book. It's not written in a style that I particularly like or enjoy. But the great thing is it's a very short book, very short book. And you don't have to read all of it. You can dip in and out. And in fact, I didn't bother with the third part of the book. A lot of people will say that it goes a little bit weird in the third part. But just the first two parts of this, you get the idea of the concept of what resistance is, the fact that it affects everybody, and also what to do about it. So let me know if you struggle with any of those things that I mentioned, such as creating blog posts. Please Please encourage me. There's not just me because it's been a real problem for me over the years. So I want to go back to my childhood. And I think that's where most of these things start manifesting themselves. I was, did a lot of music when I was a kid. And I remember my mum having a really difficult time getting me to do my music practice. So I, I learned the cello. Getting me to do my cello practice was an absolute nightmare. I just would do anything other than doing my cello practice, even though I knew that doing my cello practice would be a really beneficial thing to do. So that was one problem. Another thing, when I went through puberty and I really struggled to ask girls out who I really liked, I, I just, it was just too much of, <laughs> too much, too difficult. The resistance was there. I was just thinking, well, they're going to say no. So I just didn't do it. Now, I know some people don't have any problems with that, but it's interesting in the book, uh, Stephen Pressfield does talk about that. Asking people out on a date can be getting a huge amount of resistance back from that type of thing. In the end, it didn't matter because actually, well, my, my wife or my good friend of mine who became my girlfriend and then my wife, she had to ask me out. That's how bad it got with me. But thankfully, I got my own back and I asked her to marry me. So we're all, we're all good there. Going to the gym was a huge problem for me, and I had loads of failures over the years. I really struggled to go to the gym. I think I failed three or four times, and uh, every time I gave up about after a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. Thankfully, that's changed. I go to the gym much more regularly. I've got a personal trainer there. I remember also when I started to sing more, and I decided that I wanted to, instead of playing the cello, I wanted to focus on singing. Can't believe I'm going to admit this, but one of the reasons I loved singing, but one of the reasons I chose singing is because you don't have to do so much practice. On the cello, I had to practice loads and loads, you know, hours per day. But with singing, I didn't have to do so much. So that was a bit of laziness there. And then when I went to music college, I had to write a dissertation. 
It was like 20,000 words. I had loads of resistance then. And today, really, the biggest resistance that I have is writing blog posts. Now, blogs, writing blogs have changed my life. A couple of, two or three or four blogs on my website have changed my life. They launched my business. And I'm so glad that I busted through those resistance feelings because without those, I wouldn't be here today. But I've come to realize that the resistance that I have from writing blogs is so, so great that I've tried to find ways of to break through those barriers. And I've discovered that, that live video is part of the answer. And I'll come on to that in a little bit. So a little bit more about resistance. In Stephen Pressfield's book, he talks about resistance as being invisible. And this is a quote from the book. He says that resistance cannot be seen, touched, heard, or smelt, but it can be felt. We experience it as an energy field radiating from a work in potential. It's a repelling force. It's negative. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, prevent us from doing our work. And of course, it affects everybody. But I think it probably affects some people more than others. And I'd be interested to know in your thoughts about that. So, yeah, I think that resistance is fueled by fear. And if you're interested to know a little bit more about that and you want to dig into a little bit deeper into this whole idea of fear and how it affects us, particularly when it comes to live video and the whole idea of the inner critic, then I highly recommend going back and listening to episode 11 of this podcast where we had Claire Yosa on the show. That was all about how to tame your inner critic. And she came up with so many amazing techniques and ways of how to do that. So definitely go back to episode 11 and listen to that. One of the things I really struggle with is procrastination. I think that most people do. And procrastination is actually a manifestation of resistance. So back to fear and resistance. When you're working on something new and you have this fear, you have this resistance, you could see that really as a green light, a green light that you are focusing on the right thing. If you have that fear, it's almost like a compass that is pointing you in the right direction, or it's a confirmation that you are doing the right thing. Now, there are exceptions to that, and I'll, I'll explain in a minute what I mean by that. But, you know, for example, you could be working on a new blog post and you know it's going to be hard work, but it's the right thing to do. And you're having all this resistance, having this fear, but you know it's the right thing to do. And you're getting that resistance back. Going back to my singing career, when I was on stage at the Liverpool Philharmonic Hall, this story that I've mentioned before, I had this resistance. I was saying to myself, well, why am I doing this when I could be at home? I had this fear, but at the end of it, I gave one of the best performances of my life. And it was that resistance in a way was a confirmation that I was doing the right thing. Because the things that matter do take work. They do take work. and you can't, just, you can't just get away from that. But I wanted to bring in some thoughts from Janet Murray. My friend Janet Murray came up with some really good thoughts and this whole thread about this. And she said, it's easy to blame resistance, imposter syndrome or procrastination, that kind of thing. But most of the time when we're acting out like that, it's because we don't want it enough. We just don't have quite enough passion to stick at it. Really interesting. And then she goes on and says, I see this with clients a lot. They say they want to launch an online course or a membership, for example, but they're not motivated enough to do the groundwork they need to make it happen or patient enough to gain the experience they need because deep down, she suspects they don't 
want it enough. So let me know what you think about that. I, I tend to agree with Janet. I, I think that there's two things going on. I think resistance is a big deal, but sometimes we can use that as an excuse because really we just don't want it enough. And I wonder whether that is because we don't have a clear focus. We're not focusing on the end goal or we don't even know what the end goal is. Tim Lewis, a good friend of mine, says, to me, though, the great problem is that we forget the resistance to the new. It's something, if it's something I've, I've done before, he says, it's a lot easier to do. So it's the tried and tested thing. And, and yeah, I totally agree with you there, Tim, because with live video, I've done this more and more. And the more I do it, the easier it becomes. There's still a bit of resistance, I'll be honest with you, but it does get easier and easier and easier. Another, some other thoughts from Juliet Stapleton. And I love this. This is really, really interesting. She says, I always feel resistance to doing things that create the most significance. Here is what I learned and what helps me. See resistance as a good sign that you are gaining momentum. See resistance as a sign that you must move forwards. Like on a swing, when we are moving forwards, we feel the most resistance. So instead of reacting to it negatively and blaming yourself for resisting, as she used to do, I now try to acknowledge that this is almost like a flutter before going up on stage. It's always there, but we still go on and sing right. And loving it, this change of perspective changed it for me. And so I think for me, my realization is that we can sometimes overly focus on the process. I, I know that's the case for me because I love the process. I love the process of setting things up. And sometimes I can forget about that end goal. So for example, with this show, with this podcast, what is my end goal? Now I do have one and that's what has made it so much easier this time to not give into that resistance because I have a clear goal. But in the past with maybe my blog posts, I've not always had a clear goal. And so when the, the process has become boring and tedious and just hard work, I give up. So I think although resistance is definitely a thing, we also need to make sure that we have a clear goal with all of this and visualize that end goal because otherwise you're going to give up. The other thing to think about though is with some of these things, the end goal can actually be a long way off. And that's where it becomes more difficult, particularly when with marketing and social media, you're not necessarily going to get results straight away. For example, with this podcast, I know that this podcast is going to, it's going to take a long time before it really gets the number of downloads and number of listeners that I want to this podcast. It's going to take time. Now, there are things that I can do to improve that, such as the giveaway, which I'm doing. Just go to iag.me forward slash giveaway and you'll find out all about that. But yeah, it's, it's going to take time. So you need to make sure that you have other things in your business that are going to bring in some short-term goals for you as well as those long-term things. The other thing is surround yourself with people who actually believe in you and can hold you accountable. That's really, really important. And joining a mastermind group where, where you are being held accountable and you're, you're meeting with other people has been so, so helpful for me. But coming on to live video, I think live video for me has helped me bust through my resistance much more than other types of content because I have to schedule it. I schedule it. I know that I'm going live at this particular time and I have to turn up. It's like going to the gym. I'm not going to go to the gym on my own, or I certainly didn't do that. But once I hired a personal trainer, 
I knew I had to turn up there. The same this evening. I scheduled this for 8.45 p.m. in the UK. So I know that people are expecting me to turn up. I need to come here. I need to do it. I can't run away from that. So that's really helped me because I have a clear aim there and uh, because I schedule it and because my audience expects me to be here. And also because I'm a professional. I'm doing this as a professional. And so I need to turn up and I treat this as a really, really important thing. So let me know what you think about that. Right. So it's time for my next sponsor, which is Ecom Live. Ecom Live is what I use every week to stream the Confident Live marketing show. It's my top recommendation for Mac users as a live streaming tool. And that's because it's a standalone app that makes full power of your Mac and helps you to level up your impact and authority using live video. One of the reasons why I love it is because it's standalone, it makes full power of your Mac computer. And it's so easy to use yet powerful. So it allows you to bring in guests onto the show, highlighting comments on the screen, the ability to save the video for later. So for repurposing, and we're going to be, as I said to you before, we're going to get Amy Woods on the show next week to talk about this. You get a full high quality version of that for, for later, which is great. Integrates with Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, and Restream.io. And if you want to get really fancy, you can use all their powerful features on the pro version, such as NDI, virtual webcams, green screen, and all that kind of thing. So definitely check out Ecom Live. It's only available for Mac. So if you're wanting a PC type of tool, I have mentioned StreamYard before, but Ecom is, is really my top recommendation for Mac users. So just go to iag.me forward slash Ecom Live. That's iag.me forward slash E-C-A-M-M-L-I-V-E. Right. So just a few more points on resistance. Maybe these are some of the resistances that you have when it comes to producing live video. Maybe nobody is watching your live videos. Well, that's what you're saying. You're forgetting about the replay viewers, of course, but you're saying to yourself, well, you know, there's no point in me doing any, any more live videos because no one's watching them. At least that's what you think. Or maybe you look at yourself and you think, oh, well, I don't look like that, do I? Or I, I sound really bad. I don't... And, and no one's really interested in what I have to say. I wonder whether you've asked those things to yourself. Well, you need to think really carefully about those accusations because most of them will be false. Look at your replay viewers. Is, is this the first few videos that you've done? Or are you maybe broadcasting at the wrong time of day? That's another thing to think about. And maybe you don't sound great at the moment, but you're going to be continually improving your sound, your video, and your delivery. So think about that. Now, I love this comment from my friend Craig Dean, who says, in my experience, if you don't counter any resistance, it's because you're just not making a difference. The key is telling the difference between inertia and opposition. Ignore inertia. It's just the response to the work you're putting in. Opposition, though, that's more tricky. Sometimes it's valid opposition you should listen to, respond to, and adjust to. More often, it's invalid opposition that you should just push through but that can lead you to the illusion that all opposition is invalid. So never ignore that. I think that's really, really wise words because sometimes we can get opposition. People are saying to us, yeah, you need to stop doing that or that's not great. 
And sometimes those comments can be invalid. They, 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 they don't really have much substance to them. And maybe they're jealous. Maybe they're, maybe they're saying the wrong thing and, and it's, you should not listen to that. But sometimes with people that you trust, they're, they're saying something that you should listen to. So you need to be really open to those, those criticisms and, and reevaluate what you're doing. That takes time. Some thoughts from Andrew, from Andrew and Pete. Thank you for this, Andrew. He says, for, for me and Pete, we feel resistance when something is scary, but we, but we know that big things happen when we push ourselves to, to be a bit scared. So we almost look at resistance to mean we're on the right track. We overcome it by trying to take the emotion out of it and make it a more logical decision, either looking at numbers or what's the worst that can happen type thinking. I love that. Thinking about the numbers, that's, that's really important. Thinking about, well, what actually are we going to get out of this? You know, what are the measurable things here? Thinking about the logical side of things and not the emotion, which is great. Another comment from Lisa Rothstein, who says, I encounter resistance not only when procrastinating on truly boring work, but also anytime I need to sit down to do anything creative, even things I love. Ways I get over it, revisit past successes, imagine how I'll feel when this one is done, imagine positive reactions to the work, find a tiny step to start with and do it, use the Pomodoro technique plus noise cancelling headphones and an audio program like Brain FM. Mostly, if I can get started, I can keep going. Highly recommend Brain FM. It's a really cool tool. Just basically use it on your phone or on your computer, get some nice headphones on. It's music that helps you focus and I highly recommend that. It's really, really good. And definitely about tricking your brain into just starting. So a tip, for example, if you want to go live, just say, well, I'm only going to go live to myself. Click the go live button and try it. Next time, you can always switch the privacy settings to your friends and try it that way. Or if it's your office that you're trying to tidy, well, don't say to yourself that you're going to tidy the office. Say to yourself, well, I'm going to just move that pile of papers from that side of the room to the other. And you might find actually that you start to tidy the office because you're only starting small. So Making says, resistance for me is a great friend to anxiety, procrastination, beating myself up and guilt. In the words of the Beatles or Shed 7, I am getting better all the time. I put in a calendar appointment. I talked myself into it. I talked to myself to try and decipher my resistance towards the task at hand. The calendar appointment follows me until it's done. Not necessarily the most effective strategy as it sometimes creates even more anxiety. So I'm looking forward to seeing other people's suggestions. It's a work in progress, isn't it, making It really is. So just finally, before we finish, some final thoughts on this. You need to have discernment in working out whether it's the resistance is actually resistance or whether it's something you hate doing. Now, if it's something that you hate doing, then maybe you need to delegate that to other people. So delegate the tasks that you hate to others, or it might be something that you're just not particularly good at, and there might be somebody else that's better at doing that. Or if it is resistance and it is something that you need to do, if it is creative stuff, then you need to use some of the techniques that we've talked about in this podcast. If it is something that you hate, then maybe get somebody else to do it. It's not something that you need to do. So this is a, a bit of a Chris Ducker a technique. It's, uh, I think he calls this the three lists to freedom. And it's just putting your work, your different tasks in different lists. Put the stuff that you absolutely love and that you're good at in, in list number one, the stuff that you're not that great at in list number two, and then list number three is stuff that really 
you, you hate and isn't really putting your business forward. And then really just focus on list number one is the stuff that you need to do. List number two, delegate that to other people. And, you know, see if you can hire a VA or get other people in your business to do that. But that's it for today. I hope you found that interesting. And I hope that you can break down the barriers of resistance. I know you can. It's a real struggle for so many of us. Not just me. I know that you will probably struggle with it at varying degrees, depending on what it is that you do. So until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. I know you can. It's a real struggle for so many of us. It's a real struggle for so many of us. It's coming, resistance!